Think of your smartphone as power. You have the best technology in the world right in the palm of your hand. So like your smartphone really is like super powerful. Like it's basically your smartphone turns you into Tony Stark and Iron Man. That's how powerful your smartphone is. So think about your life. Take one area of your life. Think about the things that you don't like to do and say, how will my life be better if I didn't have to do this? And see if there is a way that your smartphone can either eliminate that task or make that task more efficient or help you to be more productive in that area. So yes, just look at your smartphone as a tool to make your life better. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Our special guest today is Mr. Ray Brown. That's R-E-Y, which uh, Ray in Spanish is king. I think you know that, Ray. Uh, He is a smartphone enthusiast. He shows people how to sync their life with technology. He's the creator of the iPhone 6 Masterclass. He loves podcasting. He loves coffee. He's figuring out everything else. He's over at smartphonesme.com. He also has a podcast called Smartphones Made Easy. Ray Brown, welcome to the show. Hey, Jared, thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored to be here, and I'm ready to do this with you. Well, I appreciate you lowering your standards to come on the show. (laughs) And we like to talk about concerts. And one of the things I notice at concerts, Ray, is in the old days, people would bust out cigarette lighters. But now they're busting out their smartphones during that slow ballad, you know. So first of all, what's the best concert you've ever been to? And then why are people flashing their phones? What do you think about that? Well, I think lighters is a health hazard, you know, like something (laughs) on fire. You have everybody with cologne on. All of the women have hairspray in their hair and you put these lighters up and you're bound to catch somebody on fire. So, yeah. Hey, I think smartphones is more of a healthier thing. Only, you know, God forbid somebody next to you bump into you and you drop your smartphone and either you drop it off the balcony or you drop it and crack the screen. So I don't know. I don't know which one is worse, someone catching on fire or someone dropping their phone and cracking their screen. Um, but <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> All right, but let's talk concerts. Right, what's your favorite exactly. concert? So, as far as my favorite concert, they are on two opposite sides of the spectrum, but it just shows the range that I have. Kanye West. I love some Kanye West. I went to his concert years ago when he released his album Late Registration, and the great thing about Kanye West concerts is that. First of all, he's super creative. Like, I love his creativity. I may not agree with everything he do and say, but I love his creativity. And just as a lover of music, I love what he puts out. His concert, every single song, he changed the set for almost every song. Because each song, he talks about a different topic. There's a different feel. There's a different tone. So why have the same set throughout the whole concert? So you have to think about, like, at a concert, this guy records not recorded, but this guy performed like 20 to probably 30 different songs. Now think about changing the set and doing it in the flow of the concert without stopping it. It was just amazing. And I'm such a fan of live music. And actually, it was so great. He pretty much ruined listening to studio music for me for like six months after that, because all I did was I wanted to listen to live music. And just really quickly, my second favorite concert is David Crowder. Last year in 2013, I went to the Catalyst Conference and it was my first time seeing Andy Stanley speak live, my first time seeing Craig Groeschel and so Reggie Joyner with Orange. Like I was just feeling great. And then David Crowder came out and him and his band, they did an awesome job. So those are the two concerts that really stick out in my life. 
definitely diverse uh, different <laughs> experiences, <laughs> both religious on some level, I'm sure. Okay, so Ray, let, let's just talk for a minute. So I do want to go on record and publicly thank Kanye because now when you had that experience and then you were not able to listen to music, I have to believe that you found it in your heart to then go to podcasting. Is that true? Yeah, you know, this was way before podcasting. Oh, okay. Um, Okay, so every podcaster, the reason why they podcast is because they want to provide value for others. But just Mm -hmm. like Kanye, all of us have something to say. And to a degree, all of us are weird. And if we really was ourselves, nobody would probably get us except for the small amount of people that are weird on the same level as us. So I guess you can say, and actually, so Kanye's interview he did with, I think his name is Zane Lowe from BBC. I looked at all four of those videos and I'm telling you, I wanted to turn the mic on and just be my uncut, like back in high school, just me and my friends in a room talking. I wanted to be that me, but then I couldn't because this forever. <laughs> so I guess every podcaster has a little Kanye inside of them. Well, can we bust out our inner Kanye and be a little bit weird right now? I'm, I'm going to do a little beatboxing. I'm not good at this, but maybe you could just try to ad lib just for a second. And if this is terrible, then we'll just keep it in the show. How about yeah, that? Yeah, but I'm telling you, I cannot <laughs> rap at all. Okay. All right. So the pressure's on. So then you have to do an interpretive dance and you have to talk about what's on your mind. How about that? Uh, okay. All right. Let's just give it a go. Here we go. My name is Ray Brown. The smartphones make it easy. I'm with Jared Easley. feeling sort of peasy. <laughs> Helps me scarf my doubts. <laughs> and that's what life is about. The doubts won't go away. And I don't know. Horses eat hay. <laughs> that's right. They do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was right about something. <laughs> hey, that was pretty sweet, Ray. I think there'll be some tweets on that. That was awesome. Yep. So, Ray, you are the mobile expert. You and I have talked about this. I mean, one of the ways I found out about you is I had a Facebook post talking about how I could lower my mobile phone bill. I know people have that question all the time. And your name was tagged in that comment. And you brought all kinds of value to those comment threads on that particular status update in Facebook. And it was like, wow, this guy really knows his stuff. So a couple questions from there. First of all, for those that don't know you, how did you get into being like this mobile expert? Because I've seen Chris Brogan tweet you. Your name comes up all the time in Facebook groups when any type of mobile or smartphone question comes up. So you've somehow branded yourself as the smartphone guru guy. How did that happen? And then we'll talk about some other stuff. Okay, it was definitely not intentional. I do love smartphones, but I started at this when I was 17 years old working for Circuit City. And here's a funny story. I think I've only told this story once, and I don't even know if that episode ever went live. But (laughs) I was 17 years old working at Brahms, and that's an ice cream store in the Dallas area. Oh, yeah. Gotta love Brahms. Oh, yes. So I was working there, and my friends came in there. I like took out a whole bag of chicken tenders and put it in the <laughs> fryer to give to them. Well, little did I know the manager had walked by and saw all of these chicken tenders in a fryer and looked up at the screen and saw there were no orders and drive through or, or got <laughs> in for chicken tenders. So the manager didn't say anything. They just back and watched. And so I gave those chicken tenders to my friends. It was like four of them. And I just gave them like a big bag of tenders. Of course, they didn't pay anything. And I got fired. Right. 
Well, that's stealing. So yeah, <laughs> duly noted. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I went over to uh, Cedar Hill, Texas. There was a brand new Target, brand new Circuit City. And I didn't know if the Circuit City was open yet because it was a brand new uh, retail development. As I was walking up to the door, the store manager happened to be walking up at the same time. I didn't even know he was the store manager because I didn't know anything about this store. He ended up talking to me and I shook his hand, looked him in the eye and told him I love electronics and I'm in co-op, which was a high school class. In order for me to pass this class, I had to have a job. So long story short, he interviewed me the next day. I got the job and things kind of happened from there. I did so well in the media area, which is where you have to start out at selling like DVD, CDs, Playstations and Xboxes and GameCubes back then. And I did so well in that they moved me over to the mobile area, which was doing horrible at the time. And I turned that area around just because I was able to connect with people and talk to them about something I really love. And at that time, all Circuit City sold was Verizon and T-Mobile. And I built a relationship with a T-Mobile rep. So that led to me getting a T-Mobile job and things just kind of happened from there. And 10 years later, every single job I've had in my life have been in the wireless industry in various positions. That's cool. Let's go back 10 years ago. You're at that store and you're in that intro position and I come through the door. You don't know me and you're trying to hustle me to buy CDs. What do you say to me? Well, first I kind of look at you and then I stereotype you and (laughs) kind of lead you in that direction. But You harshly judge me. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) No, but I just ask you, what type of music do you like? Or like I just find a way to strike up a conversation and then that kind of just dovetails into our music. Because, I mean, all of us have our closet music likes. Or whatever, like some like I would never admit to some of my friends, some of the music that I listen to when it's just me. Like I listen to Amy Winehouse. I listen to Cat Power and other people like that. And I love Corinne Bailey Ray. I listen to her all the time, Mm -hmm. although she don't have anything new. But so what I tried to do is I tried to dig deep back then. I didn't know I was doing it, but I would try to dig deep and find not the music that people publicly listen to. But when it's just you and you have your headphones on and you're cleaning up. And nobody's in the house but you. What music will you really put on that speak to your soul? And that's the music that I try to get people to buy and sell to them. Wow. Okay. So let's talk about digging deep. So that transition also when you were trying to get people to buy phones or whatever. So someone's coming in, they're interested in the phone. And how did that process play out in those situations? Well, through the years, what I started to realize now, like you have to think about the landscape of things. This was 10 years ago. And so like through that, I was in the mobile industry when BlackBerry was hot. I was in a mobile industry when Palm had their Trio and they had their Palm Centro. When the first Motorola Razor launched and then, let's see, the Motorola Rocker, that was like the first iPod type phone. And then the iPhone came out and Android launched their phone, which was the HTC One. I'm sorry, not the HTC One, the G1 with a T-Mobile. So anyway, like I've been through all of these launches. And what I started to notice is that as technology got better and as technology increased and like it became more powerful, people's knowledge of it didn't move with the technology. So you would have the technology here at one level and then people's knowledge is like 10 notches below that. So what I started to do in my positions is I started to really probe, uncover problems and dig deep into people's lives to see what type of life they live. What do they do on a daily basis? And I would recommend and sell them a phone that I knew could impact their life in a positive way and meet those individual needs. Like I would never say, oh, everybody should get an iPhone or everybody should get Android. I would never do that because our lives are completely different. The other devices we have in our home is different. Our friends may have different devices. And so I wanted to dig deep in someone's life and recommend something for them that would really impact them in a positive way. 
And you still get a lot of those same questions now. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, I do. Like the main question I get is iPhone or Android. And it's really iPhone or Galaxy because I think the Samsung, flat out, Samsung have the best phone on the market, even though I'm an iPhone fanboy and I love it. But the Galaxy series, hands down, the best. So people would ask me either iPhone or Android, and I will say, well, that's not the question. The question you should be asking, first, you have to look at yourself and say, okay, I am a mom with three children. I take all of my children to different events. I love taking pictures of my children. I have to have an instant calendar and just, you know, other things. So this phone may be better for me. I need a phone with battery life. I need a phone with an excellent camera. And I need a phone with lots of memory because not only do I have to save the grocery list in there, I have to remember to pick up the cleaners. I have to have storage for the pictures. And I have to make sure it's easy for me to back up all of my information. So just in case when I'm in route. So I tell people, don't think what's the best phone out. That's the one that I'm going to go with. No, look at your life and see what phone features best fit that. And that's the phone that you should go with. Wow. Okay. So for the person who's listening, who's saying, man, I'm not real happy with my mobile plan right now. What advice do you say to people who are wanting to look around and maybe find the best deal out there? I would say there are several options. And a great thing about cell phones is that each company is competing against one another. Although I say that they basically mirror each other. I just read not even 10 minutes ago. A few days ago, AT&T said that they was going to double everyone's, for a limited time, double everyone's data plan. I just checked on Twitter right now, and Mashable just tweeted out that now Sprint and Verizon is going to follow AT&T's lead and double everyone's data. And so it's like the companies are mirroring each other, which makes it more complicated for the consumers. Because let's say I have Verizon and I don't like my plan at Verizon. I say I'm paying too much. So I go and look at AT AT&T. But then the same exact things I see at Verizon, I see now at AT AT&T. And then at Sprint, I see something a little different. But everybody I ask say that Sprint have horrible service. So then I'm confused and I don't know what to do. So what I tell people is look at your usage history and look at your finances, see how much you can afford to pay, because sometimes you may have to take a downgrade in service in order for it to fit into your household budget. So look at that and then find the carrier that mostly fit those needs because it's not a cookie cutter process. It's not, oh, Verizon have the best service. Everybody sign up with Verizon. No, that's not it because in certain areas, AT&T is king. And in certain instances, Sprint or T-Mobile may have a plan that fits your family needs better. So therefore, you should go with them. Man, I have been guilty of struggling with this recently. And I have a phone and it's a little bit old and I'm wanting to upgrade my phone. So what's a strategy for listeners for anyone, regardless of plan? They have a phone, they want to upgrade it. What's the best way to get the best phone for the best value? Okay, let's see. That's very broad. So let me ask you, do you have an iPhone or do you have an Android? I personally use an iPhone. Okay, what iPhone do you have? Four, four. I have the uh, 4S. Come on, Jerry, we have to catch you up, man. That's why I had you on the show, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you have a 4S. What I would do is you have four options. You have the iPhone 5C. You have the iPhone 5S. You have the iPhone 6 and also the iPhone 6 Plus. And if you don't mind me asking, how many gigs does your 4S have? 16. I believe it's 8. No. Redheaded stepchild here. You have an 8 gig iPhone? Maybe it's 16. I, you know, I can't even answer that. So that shows you how knowledgeable I, say, I am. You can't have an 8 gig. How do you keep podcasts? I had a 16 gig. I- You're right. It is 16. Okay. I was going to say, man, like. I am, uh, I'm not prepared for my own show. <laughs> okay. So you have four options. You have the iPhone 5C, 5S, 6, and 6 Plus. So what you should do is say, okay, do you want to make the jump? From the 4S to the 6. Because if you're perfectly content with the 4S, 
then maybe getting the iPhone 5S is a better deal for you because you're still going to have iOS 8, which is the new operating system. And everyone across the board gets that. They have an iPhone and you will pay less for that. Instead of paying starting off at $200 for a 16 gig for your iPhone 6, you can get the 5S for $99. So then already you save some money and you can turn around and trade in your 4S unless you want to give it to your beautiful daughter to play with as a toy. If you're not going to do that, I would definitely say trade that phone in and you may get $50. You Your 4S may pay for your 5S. And so then you didn't pay anything. You, you got an updated iPhone, although it's not the latest one that's out. Sometimes the latest isn't the greatest if you're not going to use all of the features. So I say all of that to say when you go to upgrade your phone, don't necessarily go and get the best phone that's out. Look at how you're using your phone now. Look at the things you like about your phone and dislike. And then when you select your phone, select your phone always for not what you're doing now, but what you want to do with your phone, because I think we should all grow with our phones and things of that nature. So the best may not be the best option, but just one step up may be the better option for you. So that's what I always say. Ray, is a smart move to just go to the local store that whatever carrier you're using and then just say, hey, I want to update my phone. Is there a better strategy? Yes, I would say do your research. You can begin and end in the store, but the in-between time, you have to do your research. And the reason why I don't like for people to leave the, like, give the store the decision to make, because being that I've worked inside the store, like, there are a countless amount of stories I can tell you about the factors that drive reps to recommend certain phones. Like, there could be contests going on. One phone could pay more than the next in commissions. The previous customer could have had problems with that phone. So the rep is like, I'm never selling this phone again because I spent an hour with this customer because they had a problem with it. So it's just too many other factors that go into what phones the reps recommend to you. So therefore, just do your research online. You can post it on Facebook or post it on Twitter and say, hey, what do you like about your phone and what phone do you have and things of that nature. But definitely do your research. You can go to that phone's manufacturer's website or you can just Google the phone and see what other people say about it. And that's something else like looking, reading reviews online. I don't like to hold those as gospel because you don't know if it was some person that's just incompetent and don't know how to work their phone and it didn't work. And so now they're saying that the phone sucks. But just do your own research. Look at the features and look at what it have. Watch a couple of YouTube videos that show like the unboxing and different features it have and then say, okay, well, this phone is good. Uh, I think this would be a great option. Then go to the store, hold it in your hand and play with it a little bit, get the rep's opinion, and then you make a decision based on that. So, Ray, what do you say to that person that's holding their iPhone saying, oh, I'm just not happy with the iPhone. That's it. I'm going to the Moto X or I'm going to the Samsung Galaxy. What do they need to be thinking about in that exchange? Well, what I would say is ask yourself, what are you frustrated about with the iPhone? Because it could be a legitimate frustration. It could be the fact that it's just too closed off. You like to have your freedom to customize it and do however you want to. And if so, then Android would be perfect for you. But ask yourself, why are you frustrated with your iPhone? And find out if those same things, those same limitations are on Android also. Because some things on Android you can't do, but you can do on your iPhone. So just find out what's at the root of those and then... From there, find out if whatever Android phone you decide will do that. And also, if you do ever switch from an iPhone to an Android phone, 
be sure you turn off your iMessage and have everybody in your text messaging thread start a new thread once you get your Android phone or else iMessage will still be on and those threads will still read as if you have an iPhone and you will not receive those text messages. And other than that, back up your information to Dropbox, let me see, Dropbox or Google Drive. And then when you get on to your Android phone, then you can reload those all on there without leaving anything. And you can do your contacts on Gmail. Would you be willing to share how the listener could back that up? Because there's probably people listening, like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to back that up to Dropbox. What do you do? Oh, sure. So here's what you do. You download the Dropbox app, create a Dropbox account. I think they give you, I believe it's 15 gigs free. And the reason why I say Dropbox and Google Drive is because it's not like iCloud to where you can't access iCloud from Android. You can get Dropbox and Google Drive on both platforms. So download the Dropbox app. And let me pull up my iPhone just so I can tell you the exact instructions and just go right into it and you can select what you want to back up. Also, Dropbox have an app called Carousel. And what Carousel will do is it will back up all of your pictures whenever you are over Wi-Fi or just over your regular cell data. So when I had my iPhone 5, I only had 16 gigs. And between having music, podcasts, all of my text messages, I had 160 apps on that phone. I never had memory. So what I would do is I downloaded Carousel, which is Dropbox photo backup app. And I had Carousel set automatically. Whenever I am over Wi-Fi, any new pictures that I was taking automatically back those pictures up. And so that way I always, every other day, I would just go to my photos and delete every single photo I had in there because I know that Carousel backed them up. So with that, download Carousel and Dropbox or download Google Drive and you can go to the settings and you can, let's see, there's something called camera upload on. Yeah, just turn on camera upload. Then you have the option of background uploading or using a cell data. If you don't have like Sprint or T-Mobile and you don't have like an unlimited data plan, I advise you not to use cell data to back up because you could potentially go over your data plan and incur some overages. But I mean, other than that, it's pretty self-explanatory. It'll ask you, do you want to back everything up? And then it will. And you can go in there and check and see what all has been backed up. All right, Ray. So we have a special guest in the studio. Please welcome my mom. All right. Hey, mom. (laughs) Hi, Ray. I have a question. I'm not very good at technology, and there's just so much technology with these smartphones. What advice do you have for someone like me who's not real good with technology? Well, what does that mean, not being real good with technology? Uh, she, she walked out of the room. I think what she meant. <laughs> no, seriously, though, there's people who are saying, hey, I'm behind oh. as it pertains to smartphones and tablets. And it can be intimidating for someone who's not keeping up with it. So what encouragement do you have for listeners who feel that way? Well, I would say look at it like this and I will get sort of philosophical on you. But <laughs> here is something that I live by. And I don't know who said this or where I read it. So I don't know. Sorry, I can't give you credit for this. Also. <laughs> It's not fine. So I heard somewhere somebody said maybe somebody made it up on Facebook, but someone said that I don't know my limits. So I act as if I don't have any. And how that pertains to you learning technology in your smartphone is, you know, there was a time when I was a little kid when my older cousins knew how to ride a bike and I didn't. And I told myself, oh, man, I would love to learn how to ride a bike, but I just don't know how. It just looks so hard. I would never ride a bike until I was brave enough to get on my bike, fall a couple of times. And then finally, I learned how to ride a bike. Now I love mountain biking. Same thing with driving. When you was a kid, you thought driving was so hard. You knew it would be fun and you knew that you would be better off if you knew how to drive. 
But for a while, you told yourself you would never learn how to drive until you proved to yourself that your original thoughts on learning how to drive was wrong. So just to relate that to technology, you're telling yourself that you are not good with technology. You really are. Like if you know how to work a computer, you know how to work a printer, then you're good with technology. What you need to do is don't look at your smartphone as that big control board in a cartoons that have like you get on a spaceship and there's a thousand buttons with the big red button in the middle. And if you push the red button, then something bad will happen. But then again, if you push every other button on a control board, something bad is going to happen. No, your smartphone isn't like that. So I would just say crack out your smartphone. Just take one section of it. It could be the settings. Go through the settings and don't be afraid to mess up. Just look at everything in the settings, play with it, and just try to put your mind in the mind of the person that created it. And like I do that all the time. I say, okay, if I were to create my smartphone, where would I put Wi-Fi? Well, Wi-Fi would be in the settings because it is a setting on a phone. Okay, well, let me go in the settings and search for Wi-Fi. You know, just do something like that. Or I tell people, take one because some like my tagline is syncing life with technology. So people would ask me all the time, what is the very first step in really syncing your life with technology? And what I would tell them is take one area of your life. Look at the way you are doing things now and ask yourself, okay, how can this be done better? All right. Now that I know how it can be done better, what resources do I have for me to accomplish doing this better? Oh, I have a smartphone. Okay, let me try to find some apps. Let me try to find some things in my smartphone to make this area of my life better or to help me to reach my goals. And before you know it, that will spill over into other areas of your life. And then you will be a technology ninja and you'll be like, whoa, I can't believe there was a point in my life where I didn't know how to work this smartphone. It's so easy. I love the fact that you brought up apps. So let's go there. What are some of your favorite apps that will enhance the lives of our listeners? Well, you already know my favorite app. <laughs> what is my favorite app ever? What is your favorite app ever? Remember, it's the one that I was able to find one of your family members and you was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the Refresh app. Yes, yes. Yeah, that was a little creepy, but it was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, so I absolutely love Refresh. And the reason being is because our life is based on connections and relationships. And also, I am a podcaster. So naturally, finding out things about other people they're like connection points. That's a big thing for me. And it may be a big thing for you listening. And it could be a friend. It could be somebody may be a real estate agent out there and you are going to meet with a client and you want to like learn a little bit about them to know who they are. And I'll tell you this quick story. So here in Dallas, I was meeting with this lady that was potentially going to become a client of mine. And I don't like to use clients. So I'll say a partner of mine. And I was going to teach her and her office how to use their smartphones. Well, so I'm sitting at Starbucks and I'm like mad away at my computer because I always show up an hour early to my appointment so I can get some work done. I'm just like head down, mad away at my computer typing show notes. I get a notification on my phone from Refresh saying, hey, here's your dossier or your insights for your meeting is prepared because the meeting like they always send it 15 minutes prior. So I looked at it and I found out she is from 
Silsby, Texas. I grew up in Beaumont, Texas, and Silsby, my father is from Silsby, and Silsby is about, I think, 30 miles from Beaumont. So I'm like, whoa. And like, I wouldn't have known this because I looked on Facebook and it's not on there, but somehow Refresh found this out and gave it to me. So with her, the whole time we're talking, I brought this up to her like five minutes after we sat down just in a sort of way. And we're talking for like an hour just about Beaumont and about Silsby. And because she went to uh, Lamar, which is the college in Beaumont, that's the biggest college in the area next to the colleges in Houston. So we're talking about that the whole time. So after an hour, she said that she had to go. And I'm like, you know what? I really apologize. We just sat here and talked the whole time. And we really didn't talk about anything that have to do with business. And she gave me a hug, say, oh, no, that's OK, Ray. I never get a chance to do stuff like this. I got to my car and five minutes later, I received an email from her saying that she had such a great time. She said that she wasn't sure going into the meeting if this was for her, but now she know that it is. And she became a client of mine and I've made a pretty penny from her. Not that that's what it's all about because a connection is what matters, but that's what Refresh enables you to do. It enables you to connect with people in ways that you may not have known just from doing your research. Or even if you do do your research, Refresh will take an hour off of that. Well, that's such a great story, man. And I absolutely agree. Anybody who's wanting to grow their network and just be smarter with their connections, refreshes the app uh, to consider downloading. Is Refresh also available on Android? It is not. But I will tell you this. There is a web application. So if you're at your computer, you can go to refresh.io and you can type in anybody's name. Like, try it. Do yourself or do somebody else. Type in that person's name and it will bring up like all kind of information on them. So Android (laughs) users. Yeah. But I did interview the CEO of Refresh about a month ago, and he told me that they are like working away at getting an Android app. It's just with Android, you know, fragmentation. That's why iPhone, Apple have so many great apps that Android doesn't have just because of fragmentation. And Mm. that's a story for another day. (laughs) Fair enough. All right, Ray. So, I mean, you mentioned your clients. You are a businessman. Let's talk a little bit about your business. And specifically, let's talk about the iPhone 6 Masterclass. Okay. So when Apple announced the iPhone, Tim Cook said that this is the biggest advancement in iPhone history. So, you know, just to translate that, basically what that means is that they have added a ton of features that nobody will know how to work just because it's like so new. And like there's a lot of people out there. This isn't necessarily too bad, but there's a lot of people that have iPhones that only know how to do 10% of what the iPhone can really help you with in your life. So with the iPhone 6 Masterclass, here's what I did. There's 10 chapters, but the since my whole thing is syncing life with technology, I broke down every area of your life and how your iPhone can really enhance that area. So there's a chapter on health. There's a chapter on finance. There's a chapter on family. There's a chapter on your social life, your career slash business, and also your productivity. And what I do is I show you how your smartphone can really have a major impact, how it can enhance that area of your life. Because if you think about it, we all have to live complete lives. And with your finances, right, your smartphone is with you wherever you go. So now, you know, if you're on a budget, your smartphone can help you stick to your budget. You can get the cheapest price wherever you go. You can check coupons from your smartphone. You can manage your finances on the go and you can manage your stocks, your investments, like everything. There's an app called Wisely and what it helps you to do is to spend wisely. So let's say you go to a restaurant 
and you pull up that restaurant, you're like, okay, I don't want to overspend here. Of everyone that has come here, that certain banks, because that's how wisely pull their information. But of everyone that has come here, how much money on average do people spend? And it will give you that number. So you can say, okay, I need to make sure I spend in that range or I spend under that. And it kind of helps you. That's kind of like a litmus test. It helps you to stay under uh, a certain amount so you don't overspend. So, I mean, that's just what finances. And then I show you how you can have more engaging family time because technology, I think, is one of the best things that happens to family because it helps us to stay connected and it help our children. It helps us to know where our children is at all times. And children love technology. So if you want your children to learn, don't take the technology away from them. Put the technology in their hands, but bring up apps and show them things where they can learn. I have a four-year-old daughter, and she loves my iPad. I bought her a VTech computer about a year ago, and she played with it once. But every single day, she's in iBooks. I'm letting iBooks read to her, and she's on ABC Mouse learning, and she knows her ABCs and everything else now. So, I mean, that's some of the things that I cover in that. That's fantastic. All right, Ray, so we're going to start to wrap this up. What is the best place for the listeners to connect with you online? I would say you can go to my website, which is smartphonesme.com or Smartphones Made Easy, same thing, or on Twitter at I am Ray Brown, and Ray is spelt with an E, and our Facebook, Ray Brown 422. Outstanding. So, Ray, do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? I would say this. First of all, think of your smartphone as power. You have the best technology in the world right in the palm of your hand. So like your smartphone really is like super powerful. Like it's basically your smartphone turns you into Tony Stark and Iron Man. That's how powerful your smartphone is. So think about your life. Take one area of your life. Think about the things that you don't like to do and say, how will my life be better if I didn't have to do this? And see if there is a way that your smartphone can either eliminate that task or make that task more efficient or help you to be more productive in that area. So yes, just look at your smartphone as a tool to make your life better and see what it can do. There's apps. I mean, there's just a ton of features that you can do. So yeah, do that. Man, that absolutely rocks. I hope uh, the listeners will take a second and open up Twitter and just tweet to I am Ray Brown. That's R-E-Y Brown. And just say whatever they want to say about their phone or any question they have. But let Ray know you appreciate him. Ray, best wishes to you and your family, your four-year-old, and everything you're doing with the iPhone 6 Master Class. And yeah, just smartphones made easy. Thanks, man. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. It has definitely been a pleasure. You are an awesome guy. And blessings to your family also. Cheers. Technology, I think, is one of the best things that happens to family because it helps us to stay connected and it helps us to know where our children is at all times. And children love technology. So if you want your children to learn, don't take the technology away from them. Put the technology in their hands, but bring up apps and show them things where they can learn. 